Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 125 of the Mo Money Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Morehouse. Thank you so much for joining me for another fabulous episode because this one really is fabulous. I'm talking with uh, the master of the side hustle, Chris Gillibo. He is the author of the recently released book, Side Hustle from Idea to Income in 27 Days. And he's also the author of the New York Times best selling book, The $100 Startup. He's also a podcaster himself at Side Hustle School, and you can find out more information about him at SideHustleSchool.com. But he is a powerhouse, super awesome guy. We talk about the power of the side hustle, how it can uh, really kind of take you to that next level. And, you know, since the season is all about earning, uh, I always, when people ask me like, oh, I can't, you know, afford that, or how do I, you know, make more money? Yeah, well, I always recommend getting a side hustle. I have had a side hustle pretty much my whole adult life starting, you know, back right when I graduated university and when I got my first full-time job, you know, my side hustle was being a teleprompter operator for the news. And then I also did, you know, some things on weekends, some random gigs, and then I also started my own blog. So uh, I am all about side hustles. They definitely helped me get to where I am today, helped me earn more than I was making at my, uh, you know, full-time job. So uh, a big fan of side hustles. And we talk all about that good stuff in this interview. But before I get to that interview, I have a few words about this episode's podcast sponsor. So you're racing against the clock to wrap up three projects prepping for a meeting later in the afternoon, all while trying to tackle a mountain of paperwork. Welcome to life as a freelancer. Challenging? You bet it is. But our friends at FreshBooks believe the rewards are so worth it. Let's be honest. The working world has changed. With the growth of the internet, there's never been more opportunities for the self-employed. To meet this need, FreshBooks is excited to announce the launch of an all-new version of their cloud accounting software. It's been redesigned from the ground up and custom built for exactly the way you work. Get ready for the simplest way to be more productive, organized, and most importantly, get paid quickly. The all-new FreshBooks is not only ridiculously easy to use, it's also packed full of powerful features. Create and send professional-looking invoices in less than 30 seconds, set up online payments with just a couple of clicks and get paid up to four days faster, and see when your client has seen your invoice and put an end to all those guessing games. FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to all of my listeners. To claim it, just go to freshbooks.com slash mo and enter Mo Money Podcast in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Once again, that's freshbooks.com dot com slash m o and enter mo money podcast in the how did you hear about us section thanks chris for joining me on the mo money podcast i'm so excited to talk side hustles with you for this episode i'm so excited too thanks jessica you are welcome. So uh, before we kind of dive in and I pick your brain all about side hustles, because you literally wrote the book on side hustles, uh, I would yeah. love to know a little bit more about yourself, your background. Uh, I know one of the kind of really interesting things about you is that you visited every single country in the world. I've never met anyone who's mm-hmm. been able to say that and you're not like 100 years old. Um, so I'm sure that's part, <laughs> of, <laughs> part of your um, story and your background. So how did, how did you get to where you are now? Um, yes. How'd I get to where I am now? So the short version, let's see. Um, I've kind of had a side hustling life myself. Um, never actually had a real job. 
uh, from about 19 onwards, I did a series of, of random projects, at least for the first five to 10 years, um, just trying to like find a way to make a living. So I was selling things online with uh, online auctions. Uh, I learned to do some different kinds of business consulting, some affiliate marketing, just all kinds of stuff when it was like starting up. And I spent about four years, four of those years overseas in West Africa as an aid worker. And out of that travel experience, that's kind of how I had that idea to go to every country in the world. Um, I was always big on goal setting, like setting goals, <laughs> making lists, right? <laughs> well, every day I would make my list. You know, I had like a whole series of lists. And one of my lists was my list of countries that I'd been to. And so um, came back to the U.S. after West Africa and um, began that 11-year quest. Um, so I, my goal was to finish by my 35th birthday, which I did. That was three years ago. Wow. And um, somewhere along the way, like I started writing about this journey and like found this amazing community of people all over the world that I'm fortunate to, to write for and connect with. And, um, you know, eventually I wrote this new book called Side Hustle <laughs> and um, excited to, um, to go out in the world and share it with people. Absolutely. So you kind of say that you've never had a real job. Why is that? Were you always just drawn to like, I'd rather make my more my own money than be an employee? Like, did you never kind of go in that route? Like, I'm going to university and get an office job and, you know, work my way up the ladder like most of us. Yeah, I think I'm kind of unemployable. I think that's what it comes down to, basically. <laughs> what does that mean? And, did you get um, fired a lot or... <laughs> Yeah, well, I got fired, but I also just kind of quit. I just I kept, mm. kept uh, like, I stopped showing up, is what I meant to say. Like, I would just, like, walk, walk out, basically. And these are all, like, menial jobs. It's not, like, my real, you know, job that I just, like, walk out of. But I, um, I like to work. I, like, I really enjoyed my own projects, and I was kind of creative. And so it was just a matter of, like, how can I find a way to, to use those skills um, because I don't have skills that, you know, would work very well in a traditional office environment. How can I actually make a living for myself. And so interestingly, though, even though like, I'm not necessarily telling people to um, be entrepreneurs like these days, mm-hmm. like I'm really helping people like start a side hustle. I feel like I have the perfect background for that because I have like this whole decade of, you know, hustling to kind of uh, make my little way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I really like that because you're, you're basically, you're not doing what I feel like a lot of people out there are doing, which is selling this dream. You can have mm. a pina colada on the beach every single day if you just follow my five steps to, you yeah. know, side hustle your, your way funny. to be an entrepreneur. You're all about actually having a side hustle while mm-hmm. having your full-time job, but mm-hmm. having that side hustle kind of uh, get you to where you want to go a bit quicker, um, yeah. especially, you know, without, you know, taking on more debt or, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of taking ownership and having more freedom, which I, I thought is really interesting. Do you kind of have that perspective because you know it's so hard to do it full time and be an entrepreneur and it isn't for everybody? I think people will get tired of having a pina colada on the beach every day. I think I it would be fun for like I a would. week. I think, I don't say. know, you know, well, <laughs> maybe you wouldn't get tired of the pina colada, but I think you would get tired of doing nothing, you know, and mm-hmm. I think... I think most people want to do something like they want to do something mm-hmm. purposeful and meaningful, you know, with their time. So I think, I think kind of what I've learned just in interacting with my community, like going around the world and talking with people is like a lot of people are being told, like you should quit your job and you should work for yourself. And there's something wrong with you if you don't do that. Right. And it, you know what I mean? And like, it's like almost, almost like you're shamed in some way. Yeah. I think that's yeah. weird. That's weird. You know, because it's weird. You know, lots of people can't quit their jobs for all sorts of reasons. And lots of people like their jobs. Like they actually Mm -hmm. like that social environment or they're Mm -hmm. contributing to something that they find meaningful as part of a team, you know, working for the right company or organization. So not everyone should quit their jobs. Uh, But I do think everyone should have more than one source of income. And I do think everyone should create options for themselves. And I've seen over and over that when people do this, they feel really empowered. 
mm-hmm. when they have some, some money coming in that's not coming through their paycheck, uh, it just feels really great. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that they will walk away from their jobs. Some of them will eventually, mm-hmm. um, but others will just like, well, I have a thousand dollars a month that I didn't have before. Like I can pay off debt. I can save, mm-hmm. I can save for my vacation and my pina coladas, mm-hmm. uh, or I can do something else like whatever it is that's, that's meaningful to me. So I think that's, that's why I'm really focusing on that. Yeah, no, exactly. It's when you have multiple, and I'm, I'm totally on board with that. I always think it's so important to have multiple streams of income and, and kind of since I finished university and kind of got my first real job at the time, I had also a, a side hustle. I, it was mm-hmm. kind of just an in-between job while I was trying to find a full-time job. And then I ended up keeping that because I liked mm-hmm. the idea of having multiple streams of income. And I've Good. been like that ever since. And I tell everybody it's, it's so great. But what I really liked was I read somewhere that you kind of said that uh, having a side hustle is kind of like the real job security because there really isn't mm-hmm. true job security these days anyway, not like kind of, you know, older Correct. generations where Correct. you would be actually able to work for one employee, one employer, mm-hmm. one company for 40 years. It's like, I've, I don't know anyone who's actually sticked with a job for longer than like seven years. Yeah. And seven years is a long time, I that think, these time. days. And so, I mean, especially I think for younger people, they're smart and they kind of realize that the traditional path that other people or other generations have followed is not, not really accessible to them. Mm-hmm. One, it's not necessarily accessible and they may not even want that, right? They want to do more of a hybrid lifestyle and they want to kind of pursue work that accentuates their values and allows them to do what they believe in. Absolutely. So uh, I want to kind of now get more into side hustle specifically. In your opinion, what is, what's a side hustle? What does that mean? What should mm-hmm. that look like? Yeah, great question. So in my view, a side hustle, at least the kind that I'm trying to encourage people to create, is not a part-time job. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I work my 40-hour regular job and then I go work another job for 20 hours or 30, 30 hours or whatever. Like a lot of people are doing that. Yeah. And I mean, technically, I guess it's the side gig, but that's just like stressing people out and it's not right. sustainable in the long term. So when I think of a side hustle, I'm thinking of some kind of asset that you create for yourself, something that has the potential at least to create income for you without you actively working on it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a key distinction, I think. And I, I think like I'm trying to show people like where these kinds of ideas come from, what are the steps that you need to take to create one for yourself? Once you launch it, like then what do you do when you see how people respond? How do you regroup? So that's what I, that's what I think of it as a side hustle as mm-hmm. an asset. And I mean, for me, I feel like everyone's talking about side hustles, especially uh, millennials. That's all they talk about. Mm-hmm. Almost everyone my age that I know has one, which is great. Um, but why do you think they're becoming more popular and have been for the past couple of years? Like it seems mm-hmm. like every, everyone's just talking about them or getting them. Why in the past couple of years are they yeah, booming? I mean, I've noticed that too. I, like last year I did a tour and... Um, probably half the questions I got from the audience were about side hustles. And I was really surprised because I've been writing about it for eight years, but there hasn't been this much of a focused interest. So I think it's a few things kind of coming together. It's uh, perhaps like the disillusionment that you kind of alluded to with like a traditional path. Um, Perhaps it's also like, you know, increased access to technology and globalization that allows us to like trade with people essentially like all over the world. You used to just have to like trade with people in your village, your neighborhood or whatever. And then also like e-commerce in general is just becoming like mainstream. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like my grandma has a PayPal account, you know, Amazing. and like, I, I was like, as soon as I heard that, I was like, man, PayPal has jumped the shark, you know, like, <laughs> so it used to be kind of a, like, even when I started 20 years ago, you know, I'm 39, like I started doing this 20 years ago mm-hmm. and it was kind of weird. Like, I didn't think it was weird. It was fun for me, but like a lot of people didn't understand what I was doing, Yeah, you know? And now I would say like you walk into your Starbucks or whatever coffee shop and you see like 10 people like, you know, 
working on their little consulting project or building their WordPress website or making an app or whatever. And so I think that's maybe that's like why all this has converged to be like right now, this time, this season. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it does seem like, you know, a big reason why I think there's a big boom is it's just so easy to, there's so much access. Everyone has access to the internet now. Anyone can, you know, sign up to one of those companies and, you know, make a website in five minutes and all that kind of stuff. Um, I guess the thing that's kind of on my mind is in order to have a side hustle and actually generate some revenue or passive income, do you also kind of have to be a salesperson? Because lots of people don't like sales. They don't think they're good at sales. You know, I mean, I'm, for me, I sure. used to kind of struggle with that because I'm like, in general, I hate. I used to work in sales too, like mm. straight up newspaper mm. ad sales, and I it was not my forte. But uh, like, yeah, what okay. what is your mm-hmm. kind of thoughts on like, do you have to be a salesperson to have a side hustle, side hustle? Right. I think it's important to be aware of of your personality and your strengths and your skills. Um, and if you are a natural salesperson, then yes, you can use that skill in lots of different ways. Um, but I, I would say like, for me, I, I don't even think about sales, like in my own business and what I've done, I, I don't even really think about marketing, but even marketing itself is just essentially connecting with people. And, uh, so I, I would say like, you certainly don't have to do cold calls or you don't have to yeah. do like a hard sales process or anything like that. But I would encourage you if you're going to create something that you believe in, if you're creating a service, you know, it's going to help people. If you're creating a product that's, that's going to make the world a better place or at least better for your customers. Um, you, you know, you should be proud of it. And mm-hmm. so you shouldn't be afraid, you know, to charge a price for it um, and to kind of delve into that world. And so, t- so to me, it's kind of like public speaking, like everyone's afraid of public speaking, but then if you actually do it, you realize, oh, it's not that scary. Like people actually want me to succeed. Same with your side hustle. I think people want you to succeed. Right. And, you know, if you make a product, people want to see that you are proud of, of that, that work. So I don't think it's something to shy away from. Mm-hmm. And I guess kind of a, another part to that is, I think a lot of people that think of, oh, I should start a side hustle, they don't necessarily consider it as a real business. Like, what would you mm. say to those type of types of people? I mean, mm. for me, again, you know, I started my side hustle, uh, you know, kind of blogging, and I never thought of it as a business, sure. and then it kind of sure, morphed sure. into that. Yeah, I mean, well, it was fun, presumably, right? Yeah, like, you enjoyed yeah, doing it. it. You looked forward to it. Yeah, you looked forward to it. Um, and it's kind of the best kind of hobby because it's a hobby that pays you money now, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it's fun. So I would say that, um, you know, these kinds of projects, they're very flexible and they can adapt to people's different motivations. And some people that I talk to, like, they are actually trying to leave their job and they're like, I, I hate it there. I'm trying to create something for myself. Uh, so for them, it's like it very much is like, this is going to be a business. For lots of other people, it's exactly like what you just said. Like, I'm going to figure out something that I'm good at. I'm going to hopefully find something that other people are also interested in. I'm going to pursue that. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, it's going to be a creative outlet. I'm going to start quickly so I don't like waste all my time. Uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of money on it, so there's no risk. Mm-hmm. And you know that that's it basically. And and then within a month, we'll know if it's if it's working or not. So uh, I always encourage people like you know try to spend 20 minutes a day on your project. Like we're all mm-hmm. busy. Like I know everybody's busy, but 20 minutes of focused work and like identify in advance what you're going to do during that 20 minutes, so that you're not just kind of like you know circling around or looking at email or whatever. Um, I would say that's that's important and it's a good habit. Absolutely. So yeah, you kind of mentioned something. How should someone, you know, maybe they, I mean, everyone has ideas. I have a million ideas. Mm -hmm. um, And I feel like, I I mean, I have a ton of friends who always have a t-shirt idea. And so Mm -hmm. uh, they're like, "Hmm, maybe I should sell that. Like at what point or how do you discern whether (laughs) your potential side hustle is actually a good idea and it is actually something that you should, you know, invest some of your money in and your time into? Yeah, great question. Um, so some people struggle with with finding ideas, and some people are exactly like you said, 
I've got so many ideas. How do I know, you know, which one to choose or whatever? Mm-hmm. How can I just choose which one right now? Um, I use kind of like an intuitive process. Um, it's called the side hustle selector. It's actually in the book, but if you don't have the book, I can just explain it really quickly. Yes. Uh, it's, it's basically like, like not trying to sell the book. Like I'm happy to help people <laughs> for free. Um, basically it's like you take your three or four ideas and it's like you write them down and then you kind of rank each one based on a couple of different criteria. Um, number one, like how feasible is it? Like, do you understand more or less how to get this idea up and running like in mm-hmm. the next 30 days? If your idea is to build an app and you're not a programmer, then it's not very feasible, at least like right. not right away. Second is, is profitability or profit potential. And you're just estimating here because nobody really knows until you do it. But all things being equal, like how profitable do you think each idea has the potential to be? And then the third factor, there's like six in the book, we'll just do three. The third factor is your motivation. Like when you think about all three ideas, like which one are you most excited about? So you kind of rank each one based on like high, medium, and low. Mm-hmm. And you kind of look for a pattern. And so sometimes something emerges and you're like, oh, I should do that. You know, if all three things are equal, then you just pick one. And the last point I would make is people feel a lot of pressure over making these, making these decisions and they think they're making a decision like for the rest of their life. Yeah. And so I would just like try to remove that pressure as much as possible. You're making a decision for like a few weeks, maybe, maybe a few months or something. Mm-hmm. Like if this project doesn't work or you get tired of it, then you can go back to one of the other ones. Mm-hmm. I think the, the bigger danger is just not making a choice at all. Uh, so don't worry about trying to commit to something forever. Just find what's best for you right now. Totally. No, I, I think you definitely, uh, hit something there because, uh, I, I remember even when I, you know, decided to do the, the blog thing and again, it was just a hobby, but I'm like, I'm going to give it a year and a year to mm. me sounded like eternity and it terrified <laughs> me. And also even just like putting yourself out there, whatever it is, there's that big fear of a taking a risk and maybe you're not used to taking risks and right. uh, failure. So what would you say to people that are just like, you know, kind of have that analysis paralysis and just are afraid to even like take the step to try? I mean, that's mm-hmm. kind of sometimes the hardest step is to just do it. Sure. I mean, I think we've all been in those, you know, th- those places, different times in our lives. I certainly have. Um, I would just say like, let's try to get it down to some really small steps. You know, like what, what is the smallest step that you can do to move? Can you register a domain? You know, mm-hmm. can you like write some basic copy or whatever? You know, like, like you should ask yourself, not, not just like, what if it fails? Because sure, some things fail, things succeed, things fail, it's life. Um, you should ask yourself, like, how are you going to feel if you have this idea and you don't do anything about it? Mm-hmm. Like that to me is a far worse feeling. And that's why I went to every country in the world because I had this idea and I thought that's crazy. Like that's absurd, you know? And then I, I had it again and I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And finally I was like, damn, if I don't do this, um, then I'm going to feel really bad. I'm going to regret yeah. it. And so, mm-hmm. thankfully, a side hustle is a much easier commitment than going <laughs> than to every country in the world. Traveling around the world, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> so, but you can use the same logic and say, like, hey, I'm listening to this, this interview. You know, I've been, obviously, I've come to your show because I'm actually interested in this, this concept. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, I want to create more assets for myself. So, I'm already in the right mindset that, what am I going to do? Like, if I don't do something, am I not going to regret it? I think, I think most people, you know, that will help a lot of people. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, so one thing that uh, I've been thinking, so I was, you know, lucky enough to turn my side hustle into my full-time job back mm-hmm. uh, this January, which is really exciting. Wow. And then congratulations. I, thank you. Uh, and then recently I saw this stat online um, from NASDAQ that said uh, in 2016, it said there's like 34% of the workforce were freelancers. Mm. Uh, and now they're projecting in 2020, it'll be 43%. Again, it's kind of going back to that idea of the gig economy and mm. side hustles kind of becoming more popular, but especially freelancers. Like, why do you think 
this shift, this huge, I mean, that's a huge number to uh, jump to in 2020, which really isn't that, you know, far off. Why do you think it's it's going that way? Is it just because, you know, what people want as consumers is changing and that's, you know, an exciting prospect for people that are potentially Mm -hmm. thinking to start a side hustle? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know in terms of like the statistics, like where that comes from and why they, why you predict a certain thing. Uh, I just, I just see more and more people embracing it and more and more people finding success in it. And that's why, like on, on my show, Cytosol School, I wanted to start it this year and, and do kind of a different format and just every day, like do a case study and every single day tell a story of an employee who starts a side hustle without quitting their day job. And I wanted to do that to, to show like a wealth of examples basically. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not always talking about the same kinds of people. And that's what I do with the books as well. It's like, I'm not just talking about myself. I'm not just talking about you or somebody else. Like if you don't relate to me, if you don't relate to whoever, like here's 50 examples or this year on the show, there's 30, 300 plus examples. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, so I think what it is, is more and more people are realizing, oh, I can do this. Cause yes, you know, Joe next door was able right, to do it. And I'm like, right. Joe. it's not just like somebody I saw on TV or whatever. Like, yeah, exactly. Perfect. It's, mm-hmm. it's relatability. And I think that's how people are persuaded of ideas in the first place mm-hmm. um, is they, that somebody they know or somebody they can, they can relate to has done it. So, mm-hmm. well, speaking of case studies, do you want to share <laughs> one or two that maybe are some of your favorites that uh, maybe you've provided in the book or on your yeah. show? Yeah, that's great. Give me like a focus. Give me a topic or something. I've got a lot of stories. Um, so. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I guess let's say if someone's listening right now and they are having trouble trying to, you know, even think what they're good at. Mm-hmm. Um, is there just like a regular person who just, you know, does the nine to five corporate thing that was able to do kind of something very significant? Okay. Okay. Let's come back to corporate. This one's not corporate, yeah. but while you were saying that, I thought of something else. Okay. Um, one of my like favorite stories so far, I just featured it last week on the, on the show. Um, this is a story of a woman named Teresa and she was a bit older. I think she was actually in her mid fifties and, um, left a relationship that was not good for her. And she had like all kinds of other like terrible stuff happening in her life, like lots of challenges. Right. And so she didn't have a traditional career. Um, she had this skill of bread, bread making, like Mm. she had, she was really good at baking sourdough bread. Okay. So she creates an online course, like she's in her mid fifties. She hasn't, yeah. you know, done a lot of YouTube stuff and all that yeah. before. She creates an online course about baking sourdough bread wow. and does it through Udemy. And the first year the course sells $25,000 worth, Whoa. right? So then, which is huge, <laughs> right? It's enormous, you know? Yeah. And uh, she talks about like learning how to make videos and all this kind of like uh, all kinds of stuff that she, she didn't do before. So then she decides to like go deeper into it and she makes like a whole bunch of other baking courses and side note, I had no idea that sourdough bread was so popular because she has like intermediate sourdough baking and advanced sourdough and like wow. essential sour. It's just crazy. But um, so last year, $86,000. Whoa. In income, you know? Wow. From bread. And so yeah. I, I like that story because it's like a, a blend of like a classic skill. Like this is yeah. not like a yeah. technological advanced skill, but using technology uh, to essentially reach a wide marketplace. Mm-hmm. So and that's one of my... Yeah, I think that's interesting that because at first when you were talking about that, I thought the story was and she was going to sell the bread, but no, she sold the information on how to do it. And I guess that's another thing too. I think when people initially think of, I want to start a business or I want a side hustle, what kind of product should I sell or what kind of Mm -hmm. service? But uh, you know, now it's becoming so much more popular to sell your expertise and your knowledge, especially Mm -hmm. like, I don't know anyone who's, you know, super uh, into sourdough bread, but if I was really into bread myself and I found her course, I would hell yeah, I want to take it. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. So let's give another example. Let's talk about maybe like, so a younger, younger person, this guy, 
uh, this guy and his wife go on a cruise for the first time. Somebody actually gives them a cruise certificate. Mm-hmm. And they were thinking, they were like, we're not really into cruises. It's not our thing, but we'll try to give it, you know, give it a fair chance. Um, so they went, they actually had a good experience, came back and uh, he was a copywriter. So he's using his skill that he has. Mm-hmm. And he realized before he went, he just, he couldn't find a lot of information that he was looking. He had a lot of questions like, can I watch Netflix on a cruise? Like mm-hmm. he looked for that. Nobody could tell him the answer to that. So he started a blog. And he, his, his blog consists entirely of answers to questions uh, about cruises. And he thinks yeah. about like what people type into Google, like, can yeah. I watch Netflix? On it? Can I watch HBO? Can I watch, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, builds like all the articles and the answers around it. Uh, within a year, it was doing about $3,000 a month Wow! from, from Google AdSense. Like wow. basically people are coming in and mm-hmm. they're clicking other links and such. So again, he has an experience and he realizes something is missing. There's like a problem. He can provide that solution. He's a writer. It's not a very difficult thing to start a WordPress blog. He figures that mm-hmm. out. Um, and now he has, you know, passive income essentially. So that's wow. why it's not a part-time job. You know, like he's going to keep working on the site. He's going to keep writing articles. But if he stopped, presumably like money is still going to arrive. So I think that's, that's pretty cool. Absolutely. Well, I guess that's the other question. Because you mentioned, you know, when you're thinking about creating a side hustle, you're thinking of ideas. Some people get caught up in the idea that it's forever. Mm. Uh, do you know what the like typical side hustle lasts for? Is it a few years? Is it just all over the spectrum? It's all over the spectrum. It's all mm-hmm. over the spectrum. Like there's another story a lot like that cruise one of this guy who um, writes, who wrote a review site of fish tanks, mm-hmm. right? So people buy, buy fish tanks. So like, you know, if you're going to buy a fish tank, which I've never done, but if I was, I would Google like fish tank reviews. Like how do I pick the best, you know? So he did that and he made that whole site in a weekend, very different from the cruise guy because he didn't work on it actively. He just did it in a weekend. It was mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, but for whatever reason, he got good rankings and uh, signed up with Amazon as an affiliate and so he set that up three years ago. Every month since then, he's been earning $700 a month. Wow. Like he gets a check for $700 for something he set up you know, in a weekend three years ago. Is it going to last forever? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Does it matter? You know, like yeah. if whenever it goes away, he's like, look at this amazing, you know, thing that was there. So I think, you know, nothing lasts forever, but that's okay. Like you don't have to create something that is sustainable. This is also like in entrepreneurship. You're always like, what is sustainable? What is scalable? Yeah. A side hustle doesn't have to be either of those things. Mm-hmm. You know, does it matter? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So just because you want to set up a side hustle, don't, you know, freak out because you think it has to be this business that, you know, lasts for the next 40 years. If it's short term, like that's okay. Thinking. Yeah. This is like startup thinking that mm-hmm. has like infected our minds. And yes, I, I feel like, you know, that works great for certain companies and organizations. That's really not the best approach for a lot of individuals. Absolutely. So before I let you go, I want to talk a little bit about your book, which I also have right next to me. Oh, wow. <laughs> You have the original, um, you have like the placeholder I have the cover. original, I know, I have like the special copy. Yes, yeah. ooh, yes, much better. Um, <laughs> uh, I would love to know maybe just like some tidbits, some really juicy things mm-hmm. that you would like mm-hmm. people to know about the book and why yeah. they should grab it. Okay. I mean, I think this is a, a great intro uh, and just like really some awesome stuff and actionable stuff about side hustles. Because for me, it's mm-hmm. like I just kind of learned on a whim and, and, you know, on the internet, but it would be nice to, it would have been nice, mm-hmm. you know, several years ago to have kind of the, the playbook to right. side hustling. Yeah. Well, thank you for saying that. That's very kind. Um, I'm not a salesperson to go back to the <laughs> beginning part of our conversation, but I will say that, um, I've written five books and this was the easiest book I've ever written. Mm-hmm. Like I, I felt like I knew almost exactly what I wanted to say. And it was just a matter of figuring out like how to do it. 
And uh, one thing I did that's different in this book is I basically wrote it as 27 mini chapters. And so it's mm-hmm. like a, it's like a 27 day plan. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you start reading and like, here's what to do on day one. Here's what to do on day two, et cetera. You can obviously work on it at your own pace. Yeah. But I just kind of created that structure um, because of, I mean, almost exactly what you just said, people felt like there's no process for this. Like people yeah. can figure it out and that's sure. great. Like, yeah. But wouldn't it be better, you know, if there was actually like a, you know, follow this, this thing. So uh, I tried to create like a five week plan that can be adapted to lots of different projects, products, services, you know, whatever you're into. Um, and obviously you're going to add your own creativity to it. Um, but there are a lot of stories and the stories kind of support the narrative and, and the tips. So my mm-hmm. hope is, this is the last thing I'll say about it. My hope is that people will read the book and not just say like, oh, cool book. Yeah. You know, like I want people to read the book and be like, oh, like I read the book and I even stopped halfway through because I got, got to work on something. I started my own project, like I built my blog and like now I'm making hundreds of dollars a month or whatever it is. Like, yeah, that's what I want. I want people to take action on it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm so excited to hear some of those. And I'm sure you'll have some of those like future, you know, readers on your podcast in the future. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be, that'd be cool. fantastic. Yeah, the, the podcast now, it's like we started in January and probably 25% of the stories now uh, are coming from people who were listening in the beginning of the year and then started wow. their side hustle. That's so really I, cool. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. Well, Chris, thank you so much for joining me and uh, chatting with me about side hustles. Uh, mm-hmm. If someone wants to learn more about you and where to grab the book, where should they go? Jessica, you are awesome. It's been a wonderful conversation. <laughs> Let me say, first of all, to your listeners or viewers, if I can ever help you with something, please let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can find me at SideHustleSchool.com, um, online social at Chris Gillibo, which nobody could ever spell. But if you type in something close to it, it will bring you to me. Well, I liked on your website that you're like, this is how you pronounce it. Like, I know. thank you, actually. Because right, exactly. I probably would have, yeah, said. Right. Or the podcast, is in, is in, the podcast is on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to shows. Fabulous. Well, thanks again, Chris, for joining me. It was a pleasure. And uh, I'm going to give this to a friend. (laughs) Thank you. You're awesome. Thank you. Bye. And that was episode 125 of the Momenty podcast with the awesome Chris Gillibo. Uh, make sure to check him out at SideHustleSchool.com and pick up a copy of his book, Side Hustle, From Idea to Income in 27 Days. If you want to get inspired uh, and have some action items on how to actually start your own side hustle if you don't already have one. Um, I will, of course, include all of this information that we talked about in the show notes. So all you have to do is go to JessicaMorehouse.com slash 125. Five to check all of that out and also some important info about uh, this episode's podcast sponsor. Did you know that one in three Americans are self-employed? Because of the internet, it's now easier than ever to become self-employed or start a small business. That's why I was able to take a huge leap of faith and leave my nine to five almost a year ago. What started as my side hustle is now my full-time job and I can run my entire business out of the comfort of my own home. Now, it has not been a walk in the park. I will not lie to you about that. Going from employee to entrepreneur is not for the fainthearted. But what has made the transition so much easier in my life is by using software that really fits my needs. That's why I use FreshBooks as my go-to cloud accounting software. It helps me stay organized. I can pull reports within seconds. I can stay on top of payments from clients. And it basically takes a huge weight off my shoulders come tax time. And what's really cool is FreshBooks just came out with an all-new version of their cloud accounting software. 
and they're offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to all of my listeners. If you want to take advantage and try FreshBooks out for yourself, all you have to do is go to freshbooks.com slash mo and enter Mo Money Podcast in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Once again, to try it out for free, go to freshbooks.com slash mo and enter Mo Money Podcast in the How Did You Hear About Us section. So as always, I have another episode for you tomorrow. It is part of my listener series, so you will definitely want to check that out tomorrow. So make sure to subscribe to iTunes, YouTube, wherever you're listening so you do not miss it. Um, also, a friendly reminder uh, that I have a huge library of helpful and free resources on my website. So if you go to jessicamorehouse.com slash resources, you get access to every single resource, worksheet, spreadsheet, checklist that I've created all for free in one go. And you can just download them all in one go. It's super easy peasy. So go to jessicamorehouse.com slash resources. Of course, I'll include a link in the show notes. Um, and then you can just start uh, getting to work, getting your stuff together, getting your financial life right. Uh, Oh, speaking of your financial life, I also have free challenge that you may want to check out. It's called the Get Your Financial Life Right Challenge. It is a free 10-day email challenge that will guide you through the 10 important steps that you need to uh, take action on in order to really have a good, solid financial plan for yourself. So make sure to go to jessicamorehouse.com slash financial life challenge or just check out the show notes to uh, sign up, get started, get your first email in your inbox and start getting stuff together. Um, All right, that is it for me, but I will see you, of course, back here tomorrow for another episode. Thank you so much again for listening and looking forward to seeing you back here tomorrow. This podcast is distributed by the Women in Media Podcast Network. Find out more at womeninmedia.network.